Good morning. You're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Mubaraka Ibrahim, and this is Mornings with Mubaraka. Welcome, welcome to our show today. Today is a beautiful day here in Connecticut. It was absolutely awesome when I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, I like today. Fall is my favorite time of the season. Mine as well. Uh, <laughs> it's like not too hot, not too cold. Like I need to live somewhere where it's like this like all year long. <laughs> so today we are having a conversation that I am finding it is like people have a lot of opinions about this. So yes. I am in the studio today with Danae Mundy. Um, Bennett, who is a lifelong New Haven resident, yes, mom of four, mm-hmm. and she made the leap this year to homeschool her kids. So she is a homeschooling mom. Thank you for joining me, Danae. Thank you for having me. I'm actually honored to be here. <laughs> awesome. So this is going to be a great conversation because uh, we got a lot. I got a lot of traction on social media. <laughs> people is like, I'm calling in, and you can call in people. So you can either use the number two zero three eight seven two seven three. 356 or 203-684-8907 to uh, sound off and call in. So you want to join us. Oh, let me tell you every place where you can listen. So you can go to the New Haven Independent and you can listen. So if you're on social media and you have to run off, you know, you can listen there. If you need to run in your car and you are in the New Haven area, you can go to turn your dial to 103.5 FM. You can listen there or we're going Facebook live on the New Haven independent page as well as my page, Mubaraka Ibrahim. So you can listen in any of those places throughout the hour that we are going to be on. And you can tell us what you think. So homeschooling is certainly a big leap. So I have four children as well. And when I got married, we knew from the beginning that we wanted to homeschool our children. Mm-hmm. Our reasons for homeschooling was more of moral and ethical reasons that was attached to religious reasons, right? We had a certain, uh, as Muslims, we had certain uh, ideas and morals and ethics that we wanted to instill in our children. And so homeschooling was the way that we felt we can do it. I personally had a very um, diverse education experience as a kid. I was homeschooled some. I was in private Islamic schools and I and did not go to actual high sc- um, school, public school into high school about uh, 10th grade. So um I know kind of like the the as from the experience of a child, the difference between those things. And so I chose to hold school until I got into a sec, a different phase in my life and wanted to start a business. And then I opened a business and realized that I could not run a business and homeschool for kids because homeschooling is a lifestyle. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You can't just haphazardly say, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to give you guys home today. Right. Um, So here is some of the stats about homeschooling in America. So the U.S. Department of Education says that 1,770,000 students are homeschooled in the United States. That's about 3.4% of school age children. Um, among those who are homeschooled, 68% are white, 15% are Hispanic, 8% are black, and 4% are Asian or Pacific Islanders. The other thing that we know is that 
there is a rise in homeschooling, particularly homeschooling among African-American families. Yes. Why did you decide to homeschool your kids? Well, I would like to say I have five children. My oldest is in her third year of college. Oh, okay. I'm just homeschooling four out of the five. Okay. Um, we decided to homeschool because school, as you know, is a system that's put in place. And the system that's in place was not working for my children, um, meaning sit down, um, stay seated for hours at a time, no activity as far as going out to play, um, test, 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 um, pretty much leading them into having lower self-esteem. So it wasn't more so just the moral things attached to it. We were working good with our faith and everything along those lines. And we were confident in that. It was more so the system was breaking down our children's confidence. So let me ask you, was your children in public school, charter school? What what was it? They were in public school, okay. some that turned, um, what do you call that? Um, when they transitioned to, and everyone, magnet school. Magnet, okay. Um, it, they were in those type of schools. We tried other schools like, uh, uh, can I say the name of the schools that we tried? Sure, it's local we radio. tried uh, foot school. <laughs> we tried Hamden Hall. We tried those kind of schools that kind of fit, giving them that um, student led learning type of style. Okay. And unfortunately, those things didn't work out because they have a system and cluster of kids that they so work you've with. You tried public school. I you tried, tried magnet school. You've tried private schools. schools. I tried everything we can. Work. And it was like, at this point, what do I do as a parent? It is our responsibility for our kids' education, whether they're in public school or at home. So we just decided to take the bull by the horns and say, okay, after long thought, this I didn't wake up one day and say, we're homeschooling. There's no way I, I, I could do that. Um, it, it took like a few years, like three years. We, we thought about it. We was playing back and forth with it, doing a little bit at home while they were going to school. And then it was like too much sadness, too much fight to go to school in the morning. It wasn't, it wasn't a joy. It was more of a chore. Mm. And it was a lot of repetition. And I see my, my children's confidence begin to break down. You know, that actually brings me to something that's really interesting that you mentioned, that it is the parent's responsibility to educate the child. So the interesting thing, and I'm, I'm trying to find the actual wording, is that the education law in Connecticut, mm -hmm. it actually begins with it is the parent's yes. duty to homeschool their child or to school their child to mm -hmm. give them an education and then if they are not able to, to provide them with the means. So what a lot of people actually don't know is that homeschooling is your first option legally. Yes, it is. You are not legally obligated to put your children in school. You Correct. are legally obligated to make sure they get an education. Correct. Correct. So I think that that is a huge uh, that's a huge misnomer that a lot of people are like, oh, I have to put them in school. You actually don't have to put them in school. You have to educate them. Correct. And so when you so tell me about your thought process of deciding to homeschool. So it took you three years to, to kind of like make this leap. Yes, it was more so, you know, you're working. I have to work, of course, to provide for the family, mm -hmm. um, working and trying to balance out that time. So it was like, um, it was a lot of struggle. It was. My thought process it was a lot of struggle. You know, you, you, you think about people think you're crazy because you're doing it. Your kids are going to be antisocial. You get all the... We were just having that conversation <laughs> prior to you coming in 
um, on Love, ba- Love Babs Love Talk Radio, be- which is the show right before us. One of her guests, Joe Ugly, was his his thing about homeschool was kids were not was not going to they're not going to get that social interaction. And I explained to him that that's really a myth. It's a huge myth. The reason being, it's a huge myth. In school, you can't talk. If you talk in school, you get punished. So Mm. when are you having social? I mean, when are you being social? Other Mm. than the thirty minutes of play, and in gym, there's also more instruction. So you're really not communicating with anyone. And if you do, you get punished for speaking. Mm. Homeschooling. My children have the opportunity to have conversations with all people from all walks of life for all with all ages. Mm. And because people think of homeschooling, you have that same structure that's in the school system in your home. Mm. Absolutely not. It's totally different. It would not. And a lot of times it will not be exactly like someone else's homeschooling or how, excuse me, how they um, decide to educate their kids. You know, you have to get, take the time to learn your children, learn their style. Like our first few months, we have not even introduced a curriculum yet. Some mm. people think, wow, why not? Because I'm getting to learn my children all over mm. again. Mm. I spent many years working um, which I'm still working from home, but I spent many years working out of the home and I kind of lost sight of who my children were. Not that I wasn't a present parent or involved in their lives. It's just that I became more of the babysitter because mm. more wake hours were spent with the teachers in school. So they became Very more true. of the parent. So I understood the frustration of the kid is not listening to what, cause you're spending a significant amount of time with the children. Mm. So I had to reverse that role. Mm. These, this is not your, I'm your mom and this is dad. And, um, we got to get this thing back, back in order. Mm. We have to get it back in order. I mean, it's one thing when you have a sitter and they spend a lot of time. I mean, wake hours, majority of times was spent in school. And then me doing my paper in college, Learning. Now, this goes a little bit deeper with it. This is another thing. Uh, School to prison pipeline. Mm. Looking at how the schools mirrored. And this came to me one day just going in my daughter's school. Um, I had to get checked by police officers. I had to go through metal detectors. What grade is she in? This was my oldest daughter. She was in in high school. She was in Hill House at this time. Oh, they have metal detectors? They have metal detectors. You got to hand over your bags. And I'm like, okay, I visited a couple of people in prison before. This kind of looks familiar. And then like right before my eyes, the place began to transform down to the colors on the walls, how the bells sound, just seeing the security guards patrol the hallways. I'm like, this is like a correctional officer doing their duty. So in that moment, I started researching. I ended up doing my last paper on that in my sociology um, course about school, the prison pipeline Mm. and looking at the similarities all the way down to the uniform Mm. in the school. You know, they make it look like, oh, it's very um, convenient for the parent. However, if the biggest issue were sneakers, being 200 and some odd dollars, this is why we want to get the uniforms going, you know, mm-hmm. sneakers and all that or what have you. They never had a shoe in place for, you know, you do uniform head to toe, like in the right. Catholic school, it's head to toe or, you know, from right. that's and a, lot, a lot of uh, uh, my, um, charter schools as well. My kids went to charter schools. Right. It's head to toe. Absolutely. There's no differentiation in sneakers. So right. I'm looking and I'm like, yo, when they send me pictures home from prison or what have you, everyone has on navy blue khaki or something only thing they have freedom to do is their hair and their sneakers so i'm like mm. okay hold on something's not right here I, ha- I have to say i have kind of like a love-hate relationship with that some schools so certainly 
have gone. I, I had a, one experience with um, with my oldest son and he was in a charter school that had a uniform and they decided to get as strict as having someone stand at the door and they needed to lift up their pants mm. to make sure they had on blue or black socks. Mm. And so my kid was a, you know, he was a good kid, never got in trouble, you know, decent grades. He wasn't a straight A student, but he had decent grades, right? He was a smart kid. Um, and they had crazy sock day, right? Mm. So this was what, a privilege to have crazy sock day. He mixed up the days and wore crazy sock day, the crazy socks the day before he was supposed to wear it. They mm. took him out of class, called me on the phone mm-hmm. and told me to bring him uh, blue or black socks because he cannot return to class with crazy. I called them back and then I called the principal because I was so upset. I said he made a mistake to wear socks the day before crazy mm-hmm. sock day. He's not a bad kid. You know, he didn't do it maliciously. Right. And you're taking him out of class and he's missing instruction time. No, I am not bringing him blue or black socks and you need to return him to class. Like that's just going a little bit too far. Well, I've had the same experience with my my, she's in pre-K. She was in pre-K at the time and it was picture day. Mm -hmm. And um, I got classroom picture day mixed up with the regular individual picture day. So we got we took our time. We picked out her outfit. And because it wasn't picture day, they went in and had extra uniforms Oh God. And they changed my daughter. I, and when I say distraught, I mean, wow. I had to see my daughter be stripped in that moment mm-hmm. just jacked me all up. Mm. I'm like, wow, just in that moment, her individuality was taken away. All the hard work she put in was stripped in that very moment. Mm. And then the, the message, uh, you know, you get the little bulletin. I come home wasn't even very clear about it. But I'm like, what's the day? It's strict that everyone has to be in the same uniform. Mm. And I'm like, okay, this, this, this is not working for me. Not that I have an issue with rules, guidelines and following. However, I have enough sense to know if it's destroying or chipping away at my kid's confidence. Mm. I have the right to remove my children from out of that space. And then after a while, it seemed like, okay, why will I send them to a place where they cannot be themselves? And when they are, they're constantly punished. Mm. You know, you're punished for being an individual. You're punished for having your own ideas. You know, mm-hmm. even if they're not, I mean, the teacher's hands are tied. Some, you know, I, I, I've spoken with teachers and it's hurtful on their part because mm-hmm. of, I don't want it to be like this, but this is the system. This is the Connecticut school system. And this is, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. And you do the comparison with this school versus the suburban schools. You know, I, I looked at all, you know, you, I mean, now I want to relocate. Mm-hmm. And you look at the dining style in the cafeteria, you have round tables and you have silverware. You got a la carte, fresh fruit and vegetables. There's mm-hmm. no spork there. And I brought this up to one of my friends. I was like, yeah, well, um, and I was giving her the comparison. She's like, well, the kids are least likely to harm each other. I said, excuse me. So these kids have dinner every day at home and everyone comes out alive. You think they will have an issue at a public school system having silverware? Oh, they don't have, they have sporks? And sporks. In public school? In public school, sporks. So, you know, the fork and spoon mixed together. Really? Yeah. You know, just like the prison. Just like so the fun. prison. It's, it's every, child time. No lie. I was watching a movie last night. Oh, what was the name of the movie? The movie was um, with Jamie Foxx, uh, um, Law Abiding Citizen, I think the name of it. And the guy in jail, he was negotiating like all this stuff for information. And he asked for like steak and he asked for a steak dinner. And then he looks at them and say, well, where's my fork? 
and knife and the warden pulls out his pocket you can have a spork yes yes <laughs> and yes. so when you said that i'm like yes yeah i mean really? I, I paid attention to a lot so my decision to homeschool was more than just pulling them out of um because i i, I, w- I didn't like what was going on i was looking at the system the pipeline that that mm-hmm. was taking place right before my eyes and the way my children um like to think like they and i get again it's not about sitting down or having a good time it's just the amount of time they had to sit for lectures mm. and testing and testing and testing i mean the kids come home stressed they come home after having a long day to further say i got another two hours of homework mm. yeah if you're just tuning in, you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. This is Mornings with Mubaraka, and we are talking about the choice to homeschool. And I want to hear you and what you have to say. So give us a call at 203-872-7356, or if that number's busy on you, 203-684-8907. Call in and tell us what you think. Are you for homeschooling are you not for homeschooling and why in either way and uh station manager harry harry that does does it just ring over there okay and harry will will will, uh patch you in so one of the one of the um one of the interesting trends behind homeschooling has been that i've seen a lot particularly in particularly in our community is african-american parents choosing to homeschool because the public school system or the school system itself does not work and i don't and i I say that to differentiate public school charter school it's all the same Mm -hmm. (laughs) um um the does not work they say, well, the the what they're saying is that it does not work for black children, particularly for black boys. Absolutely, not. you're correct. <laughs> and th- is that what you found? Why do you, why do you say that? Um, definitely. First and foremost, the curriculum doesn't have anything that looked like us in it. I mean, there's nothing besides Black History Month. Okay, we have Black History Month, but it's a constant reminder of slavery. Why mm. do we have to be constantly reminded of a time that was basically supposed to be history? It's too relevant today. We're not dealing with a lot of today issues. And there was there was life before slavery. There was greatness with blacks, African-Americans, Africans before slavery. So that was another issue of mine. How do my kids, where do my kids, where is their reflection in this curriculum? Mm-hmm. Where do they see themselves? You know, constantly there's someone um, and, you know, lack of better word. Well, no, tell the truth. Um, it's like the oppressor so to speak, the, the one who won gets to tell the story, mm-hmm. whether it's true or not. So that was another thing that was factored in. Mm-hmm. Another issue that I had was they had this huge thing and I'm for forgiveness of loans um, with college education. You know, if you can, if you teach at an underprivileged school, you get a forgiveness of loans for teachers. I mean, it's a great program, but it's non-beneficial when you have people with other um other cultures or other races who do not respect the culture and they just doing it for um, the forgiveness of loans. Meaning if I was to go to another country, the first thing I would do is get to know the people. I will take on their garb. If they're wearing that, I will eat like they eat. I, I will respect their culture. I will not come and impose my values on them saying, well, you're broken because you don't do it like this. I found a lot of the young teachers that were coming in um, dealing with my boys, um, uh, my older two boys, there was no respect of the culture. It was more so you're broken and I'm here to mm. fix you. Mm. 
Mm. And right then I'm like, no, hold up. Well, there's nothing broken over here. We may do things differently. We have a different learning style and you have to be sensitive to that. And I don't know if it's something they teach in school that, you know, you sh- a culture class, but it's something that's left out. The culture isn't respected. If we're not speaking a certain way or acting a certain way, you're broken. Mm. I mean, I'm not talking about speaking a proper language or pronunciation. You have to also respect the fact that learning through rhythm, whatever, whatever way we learn it has to be respected. It has to be acknowledged. And that wasn't happening. Mm. So mm. I said, come on, we, we, we have to. My kids are not excited about it. I'll be sitting here front. And if I say my kids are excited <laughs> about it, they're like, Ma, can we go to school? No, you know, this is school. Well, it doesn't it doesn't feel normal to them. They so used to it. And I'm like, right. you know, it's I'm a raising, new normal. They have to get used to. Right. I'm raising entrepreneurs. I'm raising free thinkers. I'm, and we still have um, we have order. But right now is just a time that we're really getting to know our babies all over again. And, I, you know, I have to say that I was fortunate, I guess, my um, my kids did not go to public school and so they didn't feel kind of like oh I'm missing out some of the comments that we have um, have on social media is uh, where are they socializing I think that that is one of the huge huge myths about homeschooling and that most people are um, concerned about right. but it's not really a concern there right. is absolutely no evidence that homeschoolers have less social skills. And in fact, I think that to your point that you made (laughs) earlier is that their social skills is actually better because they interact with every age group, you know, of all races. Exactly. A kid sitting in school who is 10 years old, only interacting with other 10 year olds, as opposed to, Hey, we're getting ready to go to the store or we're getting ready. Right. And they get to have a conversation with the old lady that's standing behind them or they get to right. uh you know interact with the people who are stocking the shelves cashiers exactly so they they have a actually homeschooling kids so here's some other really interesting statistics about homeschooling kids when they look at uh homeschoolers who have been homeschooled versus kids who go to traditional school in testing homeschoolers fare 30 percent better mm-hmm. than kids in traditional school yes um so some of the stats is that they that um homeschoolers um they will score at about the 80th percentile whereas right. their counterparts will score on a test at the 57th percentile right the other interesting thing um statistically for african-american uh homeschoolers is that the um, disparity in the education level is almost completely eliminated among homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. When they look at w- white children who are homeschooled and black children who are homeschooled, the, dis- the, the white children, they actually score at about 80, 83 percentile mm-hmm. and black children score between 80 and 81st percentile. So homeschooling almost completely eliminates the education disparity, whereas that disparity is a 20 point disparity, um, 20 to 30 point disparity inside of traditional school. So mm-hmm. homeschooling for parents, um, for African-American parents in particular, has almost com- has almost completely eliminated uh African-American children scoring less on math, scoring less on reading. It has almost completely eliminated that. And they learn life skills doing it. What I love right now, for instance, you create a budget. 
you know, something something that some adults don't even know how to do. You create a budget. You keep a ledger. You you check some balances. You have to reconcile your books before you can get anything else. Also donating before we could purchase and bring anything else in new. We have to get rid of something else. So we teach you philanthropy. All these mm-hmm. things are life skills. And it's not that you don't get in school. Form. You don't get this in school. <laughs> and then you're communicate. You're inter- you're interacting with people from all culture, all walks of life. From the cashier at the grocery store to the person at the museum, mm. you become, I mean, it's a huge difference. And a lot of it is hands on and it's things that they can carry with them throughout their life. Mm. And what I love about us, we don't have a grade level. The reason being we don't have a grade level because we don't want to create a ceiling for our children. If my daughter is four years old and she's reading at a fourth or fifth grade level, I'm not going to tell her you're a kindergartner. Absolutely. And it will limit her to say, okay, I can only work within this bracket or this facility. I don't want to do, I don't want to put the limits on my children. I also want to teach them that learning is infinite. Mm. You know, it doesn't stop after college. It doesn't stop after high school. It doesn't stop. It's an ongoing process. And that's the benefit we have because we tie education into life skills. Mm. And I mean, and, and these are these, not so much that those who are valedictorians or in school cannot change the world. It's just a lot of parents are not understanding. A lot of our children are labeled with ADHD. They're labeled with um, having all these issues when the kids is just, they learn different. And I love that Albert Einstein, he was actually, I think, uh, told that he was kind of mentally challenged because he didn't fit in with everyone else. He just was learning differently. Now, had someone put or someone didn't recognize that about him, he would have been somewhere medicated. Mm. stating you know you got issues you, you don't you can't sit still you know <laughs> and and then you know how important he was or he is still to this day um so it it, it doesn't affect their learning ability it doesn't affect their social skills it actually gives them um the confidence mm. to speak and speak up and speak without apologizing right you know they, you know that also reminds me of um a case a couple of years ago of a young um, Muslim boy, I think he was, uh, I want to say he, he may have been um, um, from one of the Arab countries and he created a clock. He was mm. like 11. He created I a clock, that. brought it to school and they had him arrested because For they were bomb. like, oh, it was a bomb. Like this, most kids are at home playing video games. Right. This kid actually made a clock from scratch. Yes. yes. And so the inherent bias that are for marginalized community, particularly African-Americans, particularly Muslims and uh, boys in yes, particular yes. that occurs it just because of the biases in society and the Islamophobia, the anti-blackness, yes. uh, all of that. I think that in many ways it can inhibit, particularly if a child is really smart. And as you say, learns differently, learns right. accelerated. I think that it makes a really big difference. And I, and this does not, I, I, I would, I have to say that this, we are not bashing teachers at all. No, not absolutely. <laughs> I not. mean, I most love, teachers are yes. great people and it has, there's some bad ones in a bunch, yes, but, it is. <laughs> but most teachers are great. It's about the system, not about the people who, right choose to enter that system to try to make it better or do the best that they can for kids. So this right. is in no way I have the utmost respect for teachers. Um, and I second I, myself included. Yeah. And it is about the system that's in place and knowing if it doesn't work, it's okay. And, and it's not easy for everyone because some people don't have the privilege because it's a privilege for me to be able to be home and homeschool our children. Um, 
it's a privilege and everyone want it. I, I know people who desire it. They're like, oh, are you taking any new students? And I'm like, okay, hold on. <laughs> <My home> school, <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> then, you know, this is kind of exclusive. So exclusive, you got to be born into yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so Only one entrance. <laughs> you know, and you know, that that's about it. However, um, it, the style of learning, um, it does, it, it gets me excited to say, wow, I hope that this will grow into something greater, especially with finance being a, a core because our, we suffer financially with financial literacy. You know, a lot of us don't know. And uh, that's something we're big on in our home from in the belly. We talk about it all the way up. All of our kids, ledgers, checks and balances. And, you know, because money is a tool that you need to use in order to sustain life here in America or mm. anywhere you go. Um, so I am believing that it will grow and develop to something great. However, I don't want the system. There will be a system in place. Everything requires systems, but not a system in place where it will oppress the learner. And it gives your kids uh, um, uh, a greater ability to explore their talents. You know, I had yes. the, I had the pleasure of um, of interviewing an eleven year old entrepreneur, mm, yes. <laughs> and her parents homeschool her and her brother, um, and. She created a brand of headscarves mm -hmm. for little girls, which imagine like literally Islam is like 1500 years old and nobody came up with this idea that little girls who want to wear hijab need yes. a different like and just that's what she wanted. Like she her created the need. She, she met the need. Yep. She met the need and she's 11. Wow. And it was really interesting because her mom um, so shout out to Hijabi Fits. If you have not listened to that yes. episode, go to Cloud, uh, a SoundCloud or iTunes and, and pull that episode up. Um, her mom and dad are entrepreneurs and they said they wanted their kids to start some type of business by the time they were 13 yes and she was 11 right that's a requirement in our home that so she's 11 and she was like so when she approached her they was like yeah. i was like you was trying to hold that girl back just right. jokingly so, right but at 11 she came up with you know her entrepreneurial idea kids and are amazingly smart and absolutely. we discredit them so much there's so much that come i mean i've learned just by sitting and watching my children so much mm -hmm. i'm like wow you got it going on <laughs> We got we got to monetize this thing. Go ahead and write me up something and let me know what do you need for this. Mm. And and my son he 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 he's starting his YouTube channel now. Um, all of them, all of them are entrepreneurs. My daughter she just went for um her sign up for her business mm. like was acting and dancing or what have you. So we signed her up for that on yesterday. Mm. That was our assignment for today to go support her. We're learning how to support one another mm. while we get multiple streams of income in place. Mm. You know and. We always have to look to um, bring someone with us, so to speak. What you learn, share it with someone else. If someone doesn't want to go, that's on them. You know, you can't really hold yourself accountable. But what you have learned, share with others, mm -hmm. you know. So tell us a little bit about uh, the process of taking them out of school. How did you go about doing that? Well, all you have to do is so simple. You just get a letter notarized stating that according to the Connecticut state law, you are responsible for your children's education. And I'm deciding to take that on. And, and you submit that down to, to the superintendent's office. Okay. And then there's, and they just accept it. They so just no. accepted it. So I mean, they had no choice. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, you, I you wrote it, you know, this is your words. You wrote it. You know? <laughs> and I ask you because I think uh, um, but people are not uh, they're not so aware of that process. So some of the interesting things that I uh, that um, experienced for me being um, having homeschooled my kids is what 
people know you only need that letter if your kids attended public school. Right. Not if, if they, they never, never attended. attended school, then you don't got to tell them nothing. Right. That you're taking on this responsibility. Right. The um, and for the city of New Haven and it, it not when I was uh, um, homeschooling my kids. But do they have any like mandatory testing or anything for homeschoolers? No, they don't. They have something that you can partake in if you choose to. Okay. It's still a choice as well. What do you have to do to state exam and see the testing? It's not required. Okay. You can do that. And a lot of what I found, we went to go sign up for um, some app, some sports and they're like, okay, well, we need a report card. And I'm like, well, we were homeschooling. So how do we go about that? So I found that there was nothing in place for anyone, like if you have your children and you want to get them involved, because I think Pop Warner is academically, you know, what okay. are you doing in school? Okay. It was it, it wasn't like they said, no, you can't come. But they said this is the process. Right. So you need a report card. Mm -hmm. So if you and with us, we don't have grading or what have you. You are. How can you compare yourself with anyone else? You just get better with time. There's no A, B, C's, D's or nothing like that. It's like, oh, so you've grown from this point to this point. You know, so, so what did they what did they do for you? Um. Well, Pretty much nothing. We said, okay, we're going to find a way. Do I create a report card for them? How do we go about it? So we just fell back this season and we're doing some more research on that one okay. because there was nothing in place. They just went with um, policies. Okay. All right. So, so I just want to give anyone a heads up if you're interested in going into anything with Pop Warner. It's a requirement for a report card to be in place. Okay. So we got to change some policies then yes for the homeschoolers you <laughs> yeah. know because I, I don't and everyone is different and another thing is they were talking about the social aspect there are so it's like an underground thing where there's so many people you open this door you're like oh my goodness where have you been all my life you're right here <laughs> in, in the plaza on Dixwell Avenue are you you're right here on Facebook so you've met other homeschool I've moms I've met other homeschool moms okay. I connected with them on the phone I connected with them through, locally um, they're locally local. okay through social media, there's a lot of um, places where they sell curriculum. There, I mean, it, it's it's like a whole new world that mm. opened up, and the support is so great. Mm. And you have some that are um, directed towards African American only, because a lot of the times when people like you say homeschools, because they feel that the children don't have, you know, with the black families, we don't have anything for our children to connect with. Mm. So you have a group of people who are. For the black community, however, you have to use wisdom because you got some people who are extremists <laughs> about the African. You know, I, I'm not trying to I'm not raising any children to hate any other culture. You right, know, it's right. just a matter of being confident in who you are and not apologizing for your space. Mm. And then you have some who are just um, outgoing and, and, and everyone matters, you know, mm. so you have to use wisdom when deciding these things. But it's a whole new world and it's amazing. Right. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Mubaraka Ibrahim, and we are talking about the choice to homeschool with Danae Mundy Bennett, a homeschool mom and New Haven resident who is homeschooling her four out of five children. So as your kids go through the next few years, um, do you plan on them going to college? Oh, absolutely. Um, college and, and wow, when you begin to research, there's so many programs in place that allow for your kids to take high school classes. Why taking college courses? Mm -hmm. I looked into a family and if you um, if I could mention their name, it's the Bush <laughs> family. And it's I'm not talking about President Bush. It's a black family, the Bush family. These young ladies. Oh, I was trying to find where their mom was. She's not on social media at all. They graduated. The young ladies walked across the stage with their bachelor's degree before they got their high school diploma. Mm. Granted, it was a week later 
not that she got her high, she already had her high school credits but it was a week later that she walked across the stage mm. and what the mom did she strategically and i believe she has six to eight kids just brought them through and i i believe up into high school they end up um homeschool up to high school because usually the foundation is laid at that time mm. but these young women they came out of high school with their bachelor's degree mm. so yes college is definitely if that's what they decide to do mm. you know i look at people like um um well i don't want to say uh elon musk is one of my favorite i look at him <laughs> he has like five children he's homeschooled he he created the tesla um Mm-hmm. And um, these people didn't go to college, you know, so it's not a requirement to be great. However, if they decide to go, I support it wholeheartedly. If they don't, you know, I'm confident that something will be in place. I, I tell my husband, I said, we're, we're raising millionaires. We're raising world changers. And it's not about the money. Anytime you're meeting the need, the money will come on. Mm. We're, we're, we're raising world changers. So I support what they do. As long as it's, I mean, I like I don't like to use the word right because my right may not be in my <laughs> mind. These kids, they come up with some great things, you know, as long as they're not hurting anyone along the way mm. in a sense of um, I'm not talking about hurting anyone feelings, meaning, you know, they don't agree right, with right, it, right, but hurting right. physically. Right. right. That's you know what? I think that that's a very open way of looking at kids, particularly um, when the school system itself, you know, the goal in the school system is. Uh, you're going to go to college, you're going to go to college and not to devalue college. College is very important, particularly if you live in the United States. All the stats tells us that in general, you make more money. And of course, there's our exceptions to the rule. We know that mm-hmm. some of the greatest inventors of Facebook, of Apple, all dropped out of college. So we know that. But mm-hmm. they are the exception to the rule right. where the average person with a college degree, you make more money. Um, but that being said, everybody is not going to go to college. Correct. Everybody is not college material. Correct. Again, because college itself is a system. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a, a system that's created to make money <laughs> as well. <laughs> you know, I have uh, I have one of my children who went off to UConn for two years and then he came back and he was like, I'm not going back. It's a system to prepare you for a job that you're not going to have and to put you in debt for the rest of your life. Yes. And I <laughs> so I just looked at him and I'm like, okay. smart <laughs> man. Because like you said, your right is not their right. And what right. your goals are for your kids, which I'm learning now that I have young adults, your particular goal um, for them may not be their goal. It's mm-hmm. only our job to direct them towards doing good. It's to cultivate. I, I look at it. I have to cultivate I, my idea, my my thing. And I had a coach for this. And, I, and I'm one of those people. I get coaches. Meaning if I'm going to run a marathon, you get a coach. Mm. If I want to be an intentional mom, I get coaches for stuff mm. like that. And my latest coach is like, learn how to identify or look and see the gifts. So you don't have to create anything they already created with the gifts with the mm-hmm. talents find out what they are and cultivate them mm-hmm. allow for them to grow so would, no sit down don't do this don't do that and i'm sitting there looking like yo i'm stunning i'm stunning their growth it's no different if you're getting that at home and you're getting that in school you begin to act out you have mm-hmm. you're like I, I can't be myself so you start creating this fictitious person that you are to get away and escape reality because you don't have a space to be yourself. You know, your, your home should be a place of refuge, a place of peace. And, um, it was just, you know, I come home stressed from work, sit down, don't do this. Don't do that. So I found I was becoming the oppressor as well. Mm. I had to fall back. 
I had to trust. I had to watch. I had to literally just pull back and watch. Watch and see what they do. Watch what they do now. Like my son, he's eight years old. This boy, he can get up and um, he just turned nine. He can make a, a, a egg over easy like it's nobody's business. Mm. Cook. I mean, he'll get up and cook for the whole family. Wow. So I said, whoa, now I call him the master chef. You're <laughs> the master chef in this household. You're going to get everyone in. I start speaking those things into him. You are a master chef. You are a master builder. You're going to build me towns because I'm going to be, I'm going to own towns. My son, he loves IT work. He loves being on a computer. And I thought gaming, come on, man, you're addicted. You're this. I thought about all the bad things. Came back around to him like, wow, you're amazing at gaming. You know, coding. You can build this. You can build that. You can have an IT company. Mm. You know, I start speaking. My daughter, she's all over the place, dancing, singing. Like, you know, I want to sit down a little bit, you know, kind of like sit down. I mean, it's a time and place for everything. But then I start telling you, you are an amazing dancer. Wow, you're one of the greatest actresses ever outside of Hollywood and mm. within. You know, I just right. start to speak that confidence into them. And now they're just growing mm. into it with those words constantly reminding them of their gifts and their talents. Mm. Not, mm. not, you know, it, don't, it doesn't make you who you are, but this is something that is an extension of who you are. And we're mm. going to cultivate those in you. And and that's something that you're in, that they're not going to get in any school. You know, no teachers school. do good, but right. you know they they are not that teacher who is having him sit down doing his curriculum doesn't get to see his uh, his talent for cooking and doesn't right. get to see. So it's a it's a huge part of. So even though teachers are with kids a large part of the day, there are large also large chunks of that who that kid is that the teacher never gets to see right never gets to cultivate never gets to encourage them towards and so right. having being their parent and being able to see the whole child yeah i think is one of the advantages of homeschooling so we are coming to our last five minutes of this show Danae, share with other parents who may be thinking about homeschooling but not sure if they want to make that jump. What would you tell them? I would say definitely go on with research, um, get connected with some people. And um, there's never a right time. You really just have to go there and it's a leap of faith. Uh, it, you, you, it will always be tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. If you know in your heart and in your gut that this is something you want to do, I will encourage you to go for it and just mm. connect with people who are for you versus those who are against it. Mm. There are a lot of people out there who's going to tell you, no, 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 no. Go with those. And if it's just one, that's going to say yes. And and how do you, how have you found and connected with uh, homeschoolers online? Oh, social media, uh, Facebook. I mean, you put in homeschooling or you can Google. Google's a great search engine, homeschooling in my area. You'll be surprised what come up. There is a whole state of Connecticut uh, group. Unfortunately, I found a lot of them where like in New London wasn't nothing in the African-American community. And that's when I turned to Facebook. And then from one person, I found another person in word of mouth. Okay. I would definitely say start with uh, social media, um, Facebook and Google. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate thank you joining you us. Hopefully that was uh, that's given some people some food for thought. Yes. Um, if you're just tuning in, this is the end of the show and you're going to have to find the recording on SoundCloud and iTunes and you're going to go look for WNHH Community Radio on there and scroll down for the Mornings with Mubaraka show. Thank you for joining me. And we've been talking to Danae Monday and lifelong New Havener and homeschool yes. mom. And I want to leave you this week with a reminder to be a voice and not an echo.